on today's Into Your Head podcast, uh, why we should all be worshipping trees and cats, and lots more. Join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head, number 701. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of... uh, Topics coming out of... uh, This hammer. This hammer. There's topics coming out of this. There's bound to be a topic. There's bound to be. When you bash something as big and heavy as this against, for example, this studio table. I'll do it very gently because I don't want to break it. I've had this table since I was a child. I don't know if you bash this hammer against the table. Uh, you can't see anything coming off it, but I'm sure there's bits of things, electrons or something sparking off it. You can't just bash a big object against another big object that is except nothing to come off it. If that was the case, then they'd never have invented fire. Uh, fire could have got invented because people... Uh, oh! Uh, what the fuck? Uh, fire got invented because two pe- someone smashed two pieces of wood together and scraped them and bashed them and scraped them and bashed them and scraped them and bashed them and scraped them and bashed them. And, them and, them and, them. and then the, uh, well, presumably burnt down an entire forest. Uh, burnt down an entire forest. Uh, but that's the wood's fault for being, uh, for being flammable. If a forest doesn't, isn't expected to, if a forest wants to survive, uh, like any other uh, living thing, uh, if it wants to survive, it needs to adapt survival tactics and evolve properly. Uh, for example, if a, a cat wants to uh, survive as a species, it evolves things like claws to protect itself and things like alertness and senses uh, that help us defend itself. Uh, but no, forest expects to have uh, forest grows, uh, makes itself entirely flammable just by rubbing two bits of it together, two broken dead twigs you can rub together and start a fire. Uh, forest, you need to get that out of your genes. Uh, don't be evolving to be flammable. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, especially when you've got uh, monkey men, uh, prehistoric men uh, rubbing sticks together. They've no idea about the environment. They're not going to say, oh, uh, let's not. This fire looks dangerous and might harm the environment. We need those trees because of what? Ah, because of what? Uh, Professor Stephen Hawking's great, uh, great, 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 great grandfather said. Uh, he was the first scientist. He said something about it being dangerous to not have trees. No, that wasn't the case at all. They didn't have so. Even if they had scientists, then uh, you couldn't just grab a book and read about them or listen to. No, no, a scientist might well have been po- a scientist uh, less than half a mile away from those people who were starting the fire, but they had no communication systems. They're in a completely different tribe. They didn't send around a memo saying, hello, uh, I'm the neighbourhood scientist and I've just discovered the following information which you should now apply to your life. Uh, no, no, there was no applied science. They were just discovering science and thinking, oh, if only there was some way to get the word out about this. I've just discovered if you burn down all the forests on the earth, uh, we're all bad 
can juxtapose they get rid of the carbon dioxide they suck in the carbon dioxide and they belch out oxygen to the here we go we don't want this oxygen I see a uh, planet if you can do anything else with it uh, trees came first and then uh, mother nature said oh uh, that stuff is belching out oxygen as a waste product I wonder is there a byproduct we can make with that oxygen and then they made human mother nature said oh we'll make some sort of human being uh, so they created us we're basically a byproduct of chi of uh, the exhaling of trees uh, trees far out basically they far out or they belch whatever you call it uh, could be a fart or a belch I don't know because trees don't exhale through their mouths or through their anuses they exhale through uh, basically everywhere everywhere on their surface if I understand correctly so that could be that's not necessarily a belch it could be a fart there's no reason why you couldn't call that a fart it's as much a fart as it is a belch uh, don't be giving me uh, don't be telling me no you're being disgusting call it a belch I will not because it's not coming out of its mouth it's not coming out of the tree's mouth admittedly it's not coming out of its arse either because just as likely to be clo as close to a belch as it is to a far so uh, don't be restricting my vocabulary uh, based on nothing based on nothing but hearsay uh, sat here saying it for 4 minutes and 38 seconds I explained all my t oh I explained my entire thinking I, I, yeah, at least you let me finish the 5 minutes of explaining myself before you criticised me <coughs> That's only because you're not here. You can't. Uh, you're probably emailing me as I speak to make some obscure point about this. Uh, feel free. Uh, studio at IntoYourHead.com uh, Anyway, hello and welcome to the show. Two trees walk into a bar. One of the trees goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Ah, hello, uh, that's my cousin there. And the man behind the bar says, Oh, I'm afraid of bad news for you there. Your cousin is dead. Uh, not my fault, but he's been dead for many years and made into an antique. An antique uh, bar countertop. There, there's the clue in there in the word antique. As soon as you hear about one of your three cousins being called an antique, that's a clue that he's been dead for many years. Unless he's a living tree one of those living trees that's hundreds of years old and that's still alive and they build a tunnel under it for a road car there's a few of them around uh, but no your cousin isn't like that and the tree says oh ah, not to worry I'm just a tree couldn't care less to be perfectly honest was just making an observation uh, well admittedly I was greeting the tree as if he was alive and well I can still greet a dead tree can't I why not you humans like to knock on wood you go knock 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 and apparently that's that's good luck to bang your fist against a dead tree. Uh, although, who's to say it's a dead tree? I'm sure you can knock on a live tree as well. But no, I think you'll find usually when you do it, uh, just by chance, the nearest a bit of wood near you is usually a bit of furniture, which by definition, as I realise now, is dead. Uh, so no, you knock on dead trees and you go, oh, uh, touch wood. I'm touching wood now. Apparently that's lucky. I should charge people to touch me. And the man behind the bar says, don't think that'll work because there's plenty of wood around and the tree says yes but I'll convince people that uh, touching a live tree is probably more worthwhile and the man behind the bar says I suppose I suppose and the tree says indeed indeed and the barman says yes uh, but in order for that to work you'd have to not be in a forest full of thousands of other trees who aren't charging and the tree says well I'll convince all the other trees in the forest to start charging too and uh, that shouldn't be too difficult and the man behind the bar 
ourselves, but then you could be competing with thousands of other uh, businesses in your exact same neighbourhood. And the tree says, I'm not a bit afraid of a bit of competition. I'll lower my prices. We'll have, uh, we'll have a price war between all the trees. Touch this tree for a lower cost. Uh, although they might assume that because I'm charging less, I'm a less effective tree. So maybe I should charge more. Uh, find my market. I'll go for a luxury market. People who want the best of everything, they want the best live tree to touch. I don't know. You find your niche. I have a lot to learn clearly about business, but I have a few ideas here. And once you have ideas, that's your way in the hack. You just get the man behind the bar says, can I help you, sir? And the tree says, oh, sorry, yes. Have a pint of your finest Guinness, please. And the man behind the bar says, are you sure? And the tree says, well, no, I'm not sure that I'll have one, uh, but I'm asking for one. I'd like to have one. I can't predict that you're going to give me one. Uh, but this is a bar. I do have a reasonable expectation that when I ask for a pint of Guinness in a bar that has Guinness all over its frontage and has Guinness taps right behind me, I can see other people drinking Guinness. I have a reasonable expectation that I'll get served a pint of Guinness. And the man behind the bar says, you will indeed. You will indeed. I was just concerned as to what you're going to do with it. And the tree says, oh, don't you worry your pretty little head about uh, what you can do. It's, it's, uh, oh, it's uh, Guinness flammable, incidentally. And the man behind the bar says, I have no idea. Uh, I don't really want to ever find out, because if I ever find out, that'll mean my bar is destroyed by fire, probably by the laws of uh, what you call it, because it's not like I'm going to go into someone else's bar and experiment with fire in there. Uh, no, no, that would be considered harassment. And the tree says, Christ, you humans need a complicated life, don't you? And the man behind the bar says, we do indeed, we do indeed. That's one of the disadvantages of being an advanced species. And the tree says, oh, you're an advanced species now, are you? Uh, well, I'm a tree and I can talk. Uh, can you beat that? And the man behind the bar says, I'm a human and I can talk. And the tree says, that's not impressive. You got vocal cords in a brain and stuff. I don't have vocal cords in a brain and stuff, but I can still talk and think. If that's not fantastic, I don't know what is. Uh, I think that means I've evolved to talk and think without a brain or a mouse. Uh, when you can do that, you humans, uh, then you can go back to claiming to be an advanced species. Uh, until then, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Anyway, point at your finest Guinness, please. And the man behind the bar says here you are and the tree says thank you very much and picks up the pint of guinness and pours it uh, pours it on the floor and the man behind the bar says christ what are you doing and uh, uh, the tree says i don't know i just this floor feels familiar i think it might be another of my cousins and uh, presumably he's dead now uh, so I'm buying him a Guinness in memory of him giving him a proper decent burial in Guinness and the man behind the bar says that's going to make him rot and the tree says I think you'll find that's normal you're supposed to rot after you're deceased and the man behind the bar says Christ and the tree says uh, that's another thing your belief systems well that's for conversation for another day and the man behind the bar says indeed it is indeed it is and a great night is had by all now uh, i know what you're thinking there you're thinking oh uh, 10 minutes and 51 seconds in uh, not including the introductory team tune and whatever happens uh, around that uh, but no 10 minutes and 51 seconds in and it's been all trees all trees all the way uh, he's glorifying trees now he's saying they're superior to human beings uh, christ that's a uh, that's blasphemy against human beings if human beings if the worship of human 
human beings was a religion, uh, the, the, uh, what he's just said would be blasphemy, be blaspheming again. That's the thing about our world here. You're not allowed to blaspheme against religions and gods, uh, at least not in this country. They brought in blasphemy laws recently. Uh, but no, you're allowed to blaspheme against human beings. You're allowed to say, uh, those fellas are cunts. They're going around destroying the universe. They're going around destroying the universe. Oh, there may well be. Uh, there are creatures who worship us as gods. Yeah, your dogs, for example. Your dog worships you and other human beings. When you're dead, your dog will worship other human beings if he's still around. Uh, but no, uh, if a dog came up and said, uh, I'm not going to worship you. You humans are cunts. Uh, you wouldn't say that dog is blaspheming. Put him down. He would not, know, Because if he did, he'd be saying, oh, you're being cruel. You're being cruel to one of Mother Nature's other creations. Uh, one of his... Uh, but no, no. Uh, try explaining that to a cat and they'll say, uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We have a deal here. We have a deal whereby they give me food and pet me and scratch my ear and pet my... Uh, rub my belly in the case of Annie the cat or don't rub my belly in the case of any normal cat and and, and in return oh, in return I'll come and sleep on their head and keep them, keep myself warm, I mean keep them warm and that's the deal, everyone benefits uh, we'll try explaining that to the people who draw up the blasphemy laws and they'll say no, no, no you can't be going round uh, you blaspheme, you can only blaspheme against a, against a creature in the sky you can't blaspheme against a creature who's made in his image we're made in the image of these people who you're not allowed to blaspheme against, but you're allowed to criticise us, you're allowed to say, you're allowed to say, you can come out and do a newspaper column by saying, uh, why you, in fact, I did one once, I did a, I did an article, uh, under the, uh, pen name of my bear, Bowsy, uh, saying, Christ, you humans are dumb, man, you search for it on the website, it's probably there somewhere, and then I did another one called Bowsy's, Christ, you humans are dumb too, uh, that would be considered blasphemy if my bear, Bowsy, was a god, but he's not. He's not considered a god, uh, despite the fact that he's just a bit of stuffing that 20 years ago had a uh, oh, had a yellow windscreen duster and half a pyjama stuffed inside him to keep him looking half alive. Uh, yeah, he's still able to have a character on the website. Uh, yeah, he's not considered a god. It just goes to show uh, we have our uh, we have our whole view world view fucked up. Our world view is fucked up. Uh, I'll try telling that to anyone, and they'll say, oh. Uh, you should make a podcast out of that, but nothing else. Uh, make sure you label it as nonsense in case anyone thinks you're being serious. No, no one wants to take anything seriously at all. Uh, you listen to this, they say, oh, that's very amusing. He's talking crap. Uh, but no, he won't go, oh, maybe I should listen to this and do some lateral thinking and roll it around in my brain and see if it sticks anywhere. Because uh, you're told, no, you can't be doing that. You can't be having original thoughts or listening to original thoughts. Uh, you could just say, oh, that's nonsense. Absolute, pure, unmitigated nonsense and drivel and shite. Uh, it's called into your head and you're very welcome to it. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you just by sending Neil money. Visit intoyourhead.com and click on the tip jar to make a once-off donation into your head.com. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Studio at intoyourhead.com. Matchstick cast.
Are you a cat? Or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats. Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big, steaming, shit-eating, piss-poiling, harmonica-playing... Uh, bags of monkey nuts spewing. Uh, well, no, you can't call a monkey nut a bag of monkey nuts spewing anything. Although I suppose you can. You just be inaccurate, or would you? Uh, maybe there's monkey nuts around to have other monkey nuts inside them. Uh, maybe there is. I'm sure you get an egg sometimes, and you open it up, and there's two eggs inside it, or two egg centers anyway. And I'm sure there's some vegetables that happens to do. Uh, you could get a. You probably get a nut that's got a couple of nuts inside it but those wouldn't be in shells unless you have a deformed nut not that there's anything wrong with a deformed nut apart from that phrase uh, which is probably rather uh, politically incorrect uh, if you were to uh, sell monkey nuts and you went and applied for your food labelling licence from the European Union they'd say no you can't label that uh, deformed monkey nuts for one thing it's a bad business decision uh, you can't go around well maybe you can hand but I don't think you'd have much, much success saying oh I'm going to label this as uh, deformed monkey nuts and we sell to the public we say here you go bag of deformed monkey nuts although now that I think about it you occasionally get a bad M&M that's deformed you have two of them stuck together in the same shell or bits of them falling off but that's probably more to the fact that I slammed down a 12 pack of Guinness on top of it and damaged it in transit that's not the manufacturers doing it if they do it's certainly not something they, uh, they draw attention to in their advertising. No, no, they'd rather draw the at- attention to the fact that they got cartoon characters that look like M&M's and that they talk about M&M's. Basically, they're cannibalisms. Cannibalism ads. Although, now that I mention this, do they ever show the M&M's eating M&M's? No, they don't. They're just selling themselves off for eating. Which I suppose isn't cannibalism. They want humans to eat them. And they're uh, supposedly... Oh, they're supposedly animated M&M's, so they're, I suppose that's not ca- uh, cannibalism then. They're promote, just promoting themselves to be eaten, which itself is a bit weird. Uh, if you had someone, you heard someone going around saying, oh, I want someone to literally eat me. I want them to put me in a shell and eat me, uh, munch down on me as a cinema snack, maybe put me on top of some warm popcorn so I melt a little. I don't know. He'd say that's a nutcase and not in the... Uh, not in the sense of being a, a case that you put around a nut uh, to sell it as an M&M. No, you'd be talking about you'd be talking about someone with mental issues here that, that deserves all the sympathy and help the wheels of society can give them. Uh, so we locked them up in a prison somewhere. We'll have the men and the women in the white coats come in. I can tell you, you won't find Robin Williams in those places in the real world. In the movie world, you go into one of these nut houses and Robin Williams comes in and he's going to cure everybody. Uh, he's got a great attitude because uh, it's the smiley, happy uh, medical Dr. Williams, not the doc- not the Robin Williams. Oh, it's just on the news yesterday. Robin Williams is doing a new... Or is it, no, it's Robin Williams. He's doing a new situation comedy on the television soon. He's going to do a, situa- a situation comedy. Uh, basically, it's a half-hour thing uh, where you have some people in their sitting room talking. Although, that's advanced a lot in the last few years. They got rid of the canned laughter on a lot of them 
uh, they have oh they have people going around doing stuff and saying things and there's no canned laughter you have to hint the laughter yourself now it's like when you go into a shop and you're expected to pack your own groceries no no because loads of people complained when they used to have canned laughter in sitcoms they said oh this is ridiculous you can't have canned laughter everywhere oh they said I'll tell you uh, we protested too much there because the TV producer said oh fine he won't have any canned laughter on the sitcoms anymore and now we have to put in our own we have to laugh we have to say oh is this a laughing situation do I laugh here or not uh, they don't even leave a gap for you to laugh in or do they I haven't really noticed is there I haven't noticed loads of long silences being put in for me to laugh in so I have to contain my laughter to the little gaps in between or else press pause at, at some uh, maybe you could have a special DVR that pauses after the text where that what might be a laughing point uh, using a program and pauses it for you to laugh there and the text when you've stopped laughing which would be quite easy or just need a microphone to listen to the noise level and then resume playing once you're finished there's an invention I think I just invented something uh, let's add that to the show notes uh, I'll do that later. A machine for... No, I want to put this in now because I don't want to forget it. Uh, a machine for managing laughter. There we go. Absolutely fantastic. I like when I invent things, when I come up with an original idea. Uh, the only thing is that this show isn't copyright, it's Creative Commons. Uh, oh, it's a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derives 3.0 Imported License, uh, which means, uh, means I haven't properly... I, cop- I uh, reserved my copyright for that idea, though, not for the content of this show. For that idea, I reserve... So don't go stealing that and go and manufacturing that. I'll manufacture that myself or I'll uh, can come up with a deal and license some sweatshop in Thailand to manufacture it for me. I'll get some, have to get some engineer to design it for me first because I'm not technical enough to do that. Uh, but no, I'll work, on it. I'll work on that in my own time. I won't waste your time here on the pie. You're not paying me to, uh, you're not paying me to come up with ideas for another business here. Oh no, you're paying to listen to me talk crap. And I must remember that note self remember to complete continue talking crap uh, talking crap uh, like there's no tomorrow anyway monkey notes hello you're listening to into your head hosted by neil ireland's version of the octomom except he's a dude and has cats two cats walk into an m&m factory one of the cats walks straight up to the beginning of the production line and says hello can i have a bag of your finest m&ms please and the man behind the conveyor belt says ah this is the wrong end of the line ah, this is just where we have the monkeys and we start extracting the nuts from them wherever it is we do that's not really what we do i'm not allowed to tell you what we really do uh it's all uh, oh it's all trademarked and copyrighted I'm not going to tell you our production process because I'm afraid I might get fired and I need this job in the monkey nut factory or wherever it is the M&M factory and the cat says oh I see and where would I find the other end of the line and uh, uh, the, the man behind the conveyor belt says Christ are you serious you're a cat you're the people who invented uh, cat's eyes in the middle of the road Yeah, you're the experts at illuminating where a line goes uh, but no 
oh, just follow the line, go to the end of the production line. And the cat says, oh, thank you very much. And he says, and then the man behind the conveyor belt says, don't tell anyone I said this, but you could just climb up onto the conveyor belt and sit there until you get to the end of it. I'll just watch out. I'm not sure what machines are up further in the process, so watch out you don't get sucked into any machine. Uh, bypass those, climb over them or something. Uh, consider them the same as if you're going along a road in a big lorry and you see a bridge that uh, has a, a low height on it. You take a bypass from there. Uh, but oh, you won't have to go find some alternative route. You just jump over the machine. You're a cat, you'll be good at that. And the cat says, oh, I think I understand. Thank you very much indeed. And the cat proceeds along to the conveyor belt and goes along bypassing all machines and gets to the end of it and gets to the end of the production process and says, ah, hello, uh, can I have a pint of your finest M&Ms, please? And the man behind the conveyor belt says, what do you mean a pint? And the cat says, oh, sorry, I forgot. This is a different type of story. I meant a bag of your finest M&Ms, please, or a box, whatever you're, uh, whatever you're putting out today. Doesn't ma matter what kind of, uh, what variation of your product you're putting out, just like some M&Ms, please. And the man behind the conveyor belt says, oh, uh, this isn't a retail shop, sir. Uh, this is a factory. You shouldn't really be in here. This is a food production factory. It's supposed to be uh, clean and hygienic. Uh, you're not supposed to have cats in here. And Cat says, excuse me, I licked myself clean less than 10 minutes ago. And the man behind the conveyor belt says, I'm sure you did. I understand. I don't mean to have a go with you. But just if the food inspectors came in here now and they saw a cat, uh, first thing they would think is mice. Oh, they must have mice, which I know is ridiculous because obviously if you have a cat, by definition, you don't have mice. Uh, but no, that's what they'd think. And they'd shut us down. They'd say, like Gordon Ramsay on that thing, he'd say, shut, uh, shut it down, shut it down, and we'll close up. And we'll have a big dramatic thing. We're all shut down for the day and we're laid off, except a few of us who'll be keep kept here to clean up cat hairs or whatever is recommended to us by the food board uh, but no, uh, no matter how much I might like cats and their cleansiness uh, I can't uh, I can't be risk having this place shut down and the cat says Christ, uh, you people along the conveyor belt are very talkative for people who just work on the conveyor belt surely that stuff should be done by management and PR people and the uh, uh, man behind the conveyor belt says you would think that, wouldn't you? But no we had a we had a staff boy out a couple of years ago, uh, so we're all uh, very empowered here. And the cat says, "Oh, that's great! That's great! Uh, that's uh, that's like being in Russia or something." Christ, everyone wants to own everything now. Uh, next, uh, next, I have the milkman come round and say, "I own this milk. I'm an empowered milkman, and I won't be able to steal her off the uh, off the uh, doorsteps anymore." Because for one thing, they haven't had milk deliveries. In about 30 years and for another thing they'll probably have some sophisticated contract that says this uh, milk remains the property of the deliverer until it's taken in by the uh, customer and I won't be considered the customer if I drink it I will be and then I'll be under contract to pay for it uh, or something I don't know I haven't really thought this through properly I thought I was going somewhere original with that uh, but I'm a cat I'm a cat I can only do I can only do my best 
and the uh, and the uh, man behind the conveyor belt says, "Are you finished with me here now? Was our conversation under over? Are you just doing a little monologue there? Because uh, frankly, I need to get on with my work." And the cat says, "Oh, sorry. Yes, carry on, carry on. I like that song by the Beautiful South. Carry on, regardless. Uh, got enough money for one more beer. All." carry on regardless something 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 I'll carry on regardless uh, carry on with pride something 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 and something and something and the man behind the conveyor belt says, Christ, I've never seen a cat play the harmonica before. And the cat says, oh, don't worry. It's just, it's not the harmonica. It's just a harmonica that I happen to have. I wouldn't be uh, playing there. If there was only one harmonica in the world, don't worry. I'd stay well away from it. I'd probably be protected in a museum somewhere or something. They'd say, oh, there's only one harmonica left. We have to protect it. We're not going to let some cat play it. Uh, but no, I have my own harmonica. And the man behind the conveyor belt says, oh, I wasn't worrying about that at all. I was just uh, noting my, uh, noting how impressed I was. Here's not only were you playing the harmonica, you were singing a song by the British band, The Beautiful South. Uh, band that, during uh, the earlier days, uh, they evolved from the House Martins. They became The Beautiful South, if I remember rightly. Uh, I don't think they're together anymore, but they were from many years. They made middle-of-the-road pop songs that uh, older people probably like. Uh, it probably doesn't say much for you but you're a cat how old can you be and the cat says I can be about 19 years old but as it happens I'm four and a man behind the conveyor belt says oh I see although I suppose in cat years if you convert that to human years it's probably uh, it's probably a lot more is it and the cat says no I think you'll find the earth rotates at the exact same speed uh, for us cats as it does for humans so our years are exactly the same we just have less of them Uh, but we cram a lot more in we cram a lot more in uh, possibly because we've less responsibilities if you choose to give yourselves responsibilities that's your lookout you could have just stayed uh, with your hunting down dinosaurs and uh, going back and I don't know living in a cave that you didn't worry about the cleanliness of I suppose uh, by taking on more responsibilities than that you've you've, uh, extended your lifespans too because back in those days you used to live for about 25 years and now uh, but no it's quality over quantity and the man behind the conveyor belt says yes indeed yes indeed it is and the great afternoon is had by all unless it's the night shift good morning